0: It was more the fact that I just felt like I was helping someone else out. I was helping another mom out. I wasn't just helping the kids out. I was helping another mom out. Hello, I'm Eric Anderson.
1: The voice you just heard belongs to Candace Gabriel. She's the feature guest in Episode 11, Season 2 of YXE Underground. want to see a person light up and smile, ask Candace Gabriel about the Summer Snack Program. It's a program that provides free lunches to kids in parks across Saskatoon during the summer months. Candace is the program coordinator and knows firsthand how it can make a difference in the lives of children and their parents. You are about to hear a really heartfelt and personal story in this episode of YXE Underground. How are you doing? I hope you're staying safe and healthy as we continue life in a global pandemic. It's nice that certain parts of life here in Saskatoon are getting back to kinda normal and I hope you've been able to see friends and family from a safe physical distance. You know, when we started season two of the podcast way back in September with Farm 140's Arlie LaRoche, we were looking at food security and the importance of knowing where your food comes from. So I like how we're wrapping up the season today by, again, looking at food security in Saskatoon, but from a different perspective. For 32 years, the Summer Snack Program has been providing free lunches to children in parks across Saskatoon during the summer months, parks like this one here beside Bishop Rob School. These children often rely on school programs for breakfast or lunch or perhaps even both. But when school is done at the end of June, it can be tough for families to make up for those lost meals. The Summer Snack Program receives funding from the Saskatoon and District Labour Council and the United Way of Saskatoon and Area. For Andrea Howe and her colleagues at the United Way, the program offers a measure of food security for those that need it most in our community. Andrea is the Associate Director of Labour Partnerships and Interim Director of Community Impact. In
2: 1988, there were two teachers who approached the council um, and noticed a gap in service. Kids were uh, being uh, offered nutrition during the school year, but of course during the summer months they did not have the same access to nutrition. So they approached the Labour Council and that's how Summer Snack was born. Uh, Food security is... Uh, a huge issue in our community. We know that, and especially now with COVID, that is probably the number one issue is food security, and especially food security for children. Our staff, and uh, you mentioned Candace have worked closely with city park staff, and we know from their accounts that many children come to the park first thing in the morning, often bringing siblings with them, sometimes not appropriately dressed, and they stay at the park all day with uh, no nutrition whatsoever. So we know there is a huge need for nutritious meals for kids.
1: If there is anyone who understands the importance of the Summer Snack Program, it's Candice Gabriel. For the past nine years, she has seen how a free and nutritious meal can make a difference to a child and their family through the program. She also knows from personal experience the impact of the Summer Snack program. Candace and I met on a sunny but windy Saturday morning at the paddling pool beside Bishop Rob Recchi School a few weeks ago. As you can hear right now, it's also sunny and windy too. Uh, in this first part of our conversation, Candace opens up about her personal connection to this program and the responsibility she feels helping so many kids.
0: So we are at a park in confederation and this is a very special place to me i've been working here or coming here for eight years now this is one of my very first parks that i started at and when we come here we um, provide food for anybody who's in the park so anybody who's at these paddling pools we provide food to
1: what what is it? To, you know, we're here on a on a Saturday morning. Um, it's pretty quiet right now, but can you give uh, listeners a sense of what what it's like when the program's up up and running? You're smiling.
0: It is awesome. So we pull up. The kids know our vehicles. They see us. They come running to the cars. They want to help us unload. There's a table set up out here. The park leaders call the kids for lunch, and they line up, and they ask us what or we tell. They ask for sandwiches. We provide sandwiches, fruit, vegetables, chocolate milk, juice, and they line up, they get their food, they sit down on the grass here, we hang out, we talk, we tell stories, they tell me about their day, uh, they tell me about their life story usually, <laughs> and then when they're hungry again, they come back and grab another sandwich, and we hang out here for about 45 minutes, we, uh, we have two groups, and each group goes to three sets sets of parks. Yeah.
1: Um, I'll, I want to know more about the logistics in a minute, but when, like when they're when they're telling you stories, like what what is that like for you?
0: Um, well, I'm a mom, so it's like being a mom to all these kids. <laughs> it's amazing, and some of them call me mom. Like actually, quite a few of them call me mom because I am the mom of the group. The rest of the girls I work with are teenagers usually, but um, y- you know, you just sit down, you hear about their lives, you hear why they're coming here because stuff isn't great at home and they know this is a safe place. They know they're getting food here and they know that I'm here every day. I'm their constant and it's an amazing feeling to know that you get to be that constant in their life. Just even if it's just for the summer. But these kids, they remember you all year long. I'll be out shopping, I'll be out for a walk and they'll be like, hey, lady, you're the lunch lady. (laughs) Yes, I don't have a name. I'm the lunch lady.
1: Oh, that's great. That that must be, like, is there a lot of responsibility that goes with it, or is it a privilege? What What is that like when you're, like, you're, you're seen as this, like, just you know, like a mom, a neighborhood mom? Um,
0: there is a lot of responsibility because there are some very sad stories, and you know, yeah, as a mom, it breaks my heart to know that there are kids that are hungry, there are kids that aren't safe, so. it it is a lot of responsibility, but at the same time, it's a huge privilege because they do love you. They listen to you and they respect you. And you know, my own kids don't always do that. So so these strange kids, like they're, they're strangers, but they become part of your life. Yeah.
1: When you first started hearing like the, the stories, like like, did it, did it surprise you that kids were opening up to you in that way?
0: Kinda, yeah. Kind of and no, I have, I have two kids, one is very reserved and would never open up to a stranger and my other child is very open and would tell her life story to just anybody. So um, yes and no, it's, it's strange that people just open up, but their kids, they don't know, they don't understand the concept of lying or trying to hide the truth, it's just this is my life. They don't know any different, so they just open up.
1: Yeah. um how, how old are the kids that like come here
0: uh they vary in age from just able to eat a sandwich all the way up to we feed adults it doesn't matter there's no we don't discriminate based on age income anything if you're here you're hungry we'll feed you it's awesome
1: um, you know what I, I was thinking back uh, at the start of the season for the podcast, we um, I, I did an interview with uh, a local farmer and and Arlie LaRoche is her name and and we talked a lot about food security and how important that is. Um, like what what I think you do with the program is is so important. But I'm wondering, like, can you talk a little bit, um, Candice, about why why this is so important in, in Saskatoon, like especially in the summertime?
0: Well. Can I just go back to um, why it was started? So this program has been running for, I believe this is the 33rd year. Most people don't know. Most people haven't even heard of it. 33 years? 33 years. It's crazy. Um, When it first started, there was two teachers who were bringing uh, bread to school, to the schools that they worked in because the kids were hungry. So they're giving them a sandwich here, a sandwich there. And... All of a sudden they started thinking, they are like, what are these kids doing during the summer? And so they approached some very important people at SDLC, Saskatoon and District Labour Council. And Summer Snack was born. They started out feeding approximately, I think they wanted to feed about 50 kids a week. Provide food to 50 kids a week. We are on a slow day. We provide 50 lunches at one park. Really? Yes. So, and I st- I, I'm i uh, still in contact with, t- well, one of the ladies that started this program, she came out last year to volunteer. She couldn't believe how much it's grown and how big the need is. And I don't think many people realize how big that need is. Uh, I didn't know. When I first moved to the city, I'm not from Saskatoon. When I first moved to Saskatoon and I was talking to my children's teachers and they said that, you know, there's some kids that only eat at the school that blew my mind I couldn't believe it because I've never missed a meal in my life most people haven't but to know that these kids were only getting food at school and nothing at home just it broke my heart it really put stuff into perspective because I was struggling a lot with finances at the time I was a single mom I didn't have family or friends in the city when I moved here and I relied on the schools to provide my kids with food and I needed that and then um, I really struggled during the summer because I was like what am I gonna do I didn't know anything about summer snack it was that was a foreign concept to me and one day my kids just happened to go to the park and they came home and I was expecting hungry kids and they walked in and my daughter's like mom like we ate like some ladies came to the park and they gave us sandwiches and stuff And I was like what (laughs) you're not supposed to take food from strangers and she's like no all the kids in the park were doing it and and I, I never actually found out the name of the program um my kids just went every couple of days or whatever when they were at the paddling pools and they got a lunch and and I I would go once in a while I kind of sat in the background didn't really want them to know who I was that I was the mom that couldn't feed her kids and it was it was an embarrassing thing but I was so grateful and um a couple years later I was looking for work during the summer because I was employed at the schools during the school year and um somebody told me about this summer snack program and it was what I was doing in the schools but at paddling pools and I was like I need this job I need this job and I applied and I got it and so summer snack is very dear to my heart because it helped me out in a really tough place.
1: Um, do you want to walk and talk for sure. a little bit um there there is a lot to pick through there. Thank you for <laughs> opening it up no I, I appreciate that um I, I want to go back though so when you when you were speaking with when you moved to the city and you're speaking with your 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 children's teachers and and they tell you a little bit about that that sometimes it's this is where they are this is like an only meal at the at the school um like you mentioned, how that made you feel, but then, like you know, I, I think a lot of people would, would hear a story like that, but then maybe not do anything about it or want to get involved. Like, what what sparked in you to say, like, I I want to I want to help in some way?
0: Um, I guess it was the fact that I had never known hunger before. I was always well fed. We weren't rich, but we always had food, and I just. it it literally just broke my heart that somebody might have to go an entire day without eating and what because I was struggling so much financially at the time too I was like how can I how can I help and I obviously couldn't donate any money so I was like okay if I go out and 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 I didn't know about the whole connection thing I thought it was just you go out Get some food to some kids, and that was that was life. And and it's summer snack is so much more than that. It was it was the giving the ba- giving back. It was helping out our community. I've always lived on the west side, and we frequent all the, we go to all west side parks. Um. So, it was my community. It was where I lived, so I could help out those kids I knew that my 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 kids played with, their friends. So, it was it was just. I, I, I don't know just I couldn't not do it like I just couldn't eight years later and I still I'm like ah, I have to go back but I should really grow up and get a full-time job that's lasts all year but I just uh I, I really struggle not being able to go back every year
1: what, what is it about you, you mentioned the the community what is it about the community here that that has made you become so attached to it
0: I don't know Honest, honestly I don't know um, you know it has its ups and downs but we everybody seems to come together when they need to there's a lot of um, there's a lot of diversity but at the same time a lot of people are going through the same situations it is that you know financial struggle it is poverty and I was there I I, I mean I'm still there like I'm, I'm not Unfortunately, haven't won the lottery yet, but maybe one day. But it just—it's a community. It, it you know, you—you you don't look. Nobody looks down on you for not having the nicest car. Nobody looks down on you for not having the latest phone. It's just—it is what it is, and let's get through this together. So
1: that—that's really interesting because you—you you mentioned before too how, um, when you would come and sort of like. Um, sort of be in the background watching your, your kids participate in this program. You mentioned the word embarrassed and I thought that was really interesting because um, I'm I'm sure there are other people that have maybe felt that way. But what can I ask you like and maybe this is too personal a question, but what why why did you feel
0: embarrassed at at that time? Um I guess it goes back to my childhood and we were poor by any means. We were poor but I always had a meal. I went to school every day, had a meal so when i moved out and became a mom and i couldn't fulfill those responsibilities as a mom it it really breaks you because you know you should be able to provide food and clothing and shelter for your kids at the bare necessities and i couldn't do that so it was embarrassing i didn't want people to know that i couldn't do that i didn't i didn't tell my family how bad it was i just tried to deal with it on my own so if it wouldn't have been for summer snack it would have been i I don't know where i would be here actually
1: (laughs) so then how uh, thank you for opening (laughs) up by the way no no no. it's okay it's okay um with the program then how how did it sort of i don't know if if give you strength is is the right way to put it but sort of how did it give you maybe a boost then
0: um it it did give me strength it did give me boost i mean financially it is a paid position so that helps out a lot but it was more the fact that I just felt like I was helping someone else out I was helping another mom out I wasn't just helping the kids out I was helping another mom out or another dad out that was struggling I wasn't judging them I wasn't you know no like oh no we're not gonna feed the parents you know it's just for kids it's not it's for everybody if you're a struggling mom if you're a struggling dad you know parents grandparents caregiver come out we're here we'll help you out there is no judgment we're we're not gonna look at you if your clothes are dirty we're not you know we, we that's not what we're about we want people to feel better and if it's just providing them with a single sandwich and that makes you feel better then we feel better and that's what we want no well not just for us to feel better we we really do want everybody else just to know that we're there to help you know if if you just want to talk I'll take 10 minutes out of my day and I'll just listen to your story because you're feeling better. You have someone to talk to. As a single mom sometimes it's hard to you know, find somebody else maybe on that same level.
1: This is episode 11, season 2 of YXE Underground. My name is Eric Anderson, and my guest is Candace Gabriel. You can subscribe for free to YXE Underground on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review of the podcast if you like what you hear. You can also find YXE Underground on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and that's where you'll see some great photos of Candace taken by Saskatoon photographer Rana Andres. If there is someone you think is doing something really great in our community but is flying under the radar, please let me know. Send me an email, ericandersonyxe at gmail.com. really appreciated Candace opening up to me about how hard it was to feel simply okay when it came to accepting help from the summer snack program. It's that personal experience that makes Candace the perfect person to coordinate this program according to Andrea Howe.
2: Yes there's no question because she's had that experience she knows she knows how to approach people um, and not make them feel you know, ashamed to come forward for a sandwich or for some food. The program is targeted for children, but we do not turn anybody away. Anyone is welcome to, um, have some nutrition, a sandwich, some fruit. And, uh, Candice, she's got, she's got a really good eye. She watches the parks and, and people and, and she can tell. And, and in, um, very gentle way she will approach people and say you know do you would you like something to eat she's just got she's just wonderful like I said we just are so lucky to have her
1: empathy is a big theme in the second part of my conversation with Candace she talks about how she uses her own experiences to connect with families and how she's able to see the silver lining in a tough situation we also talk about how COVID-19 is going to change the summer snack program this year let's pick things up with Candice discussing the importance of empathy in her job.
0: You know I went when my kids were little and we did use the summer snack program and the lunch programs at the school you know the, the schools provided a breakfast snack and a lunch so the kids came home we had supper and they needed a snack so I really was providing one meal and one snack a day um, and then in summertime of course it goes up to three meals and two snacks for little kids so the fact that summer snack was taking a meal off my plate like it just honestly it was like like I could actually breathe I I was like okay we'll be okay if they can, if they can continue to go to this program I'll be okay financially you know visit visiting the food bank is is an amazing service but it, it wasn't enough for growing kids like they eat all the time so the <laughs> fact that you know there was one meal taken off my plate it, it really was a huge relief and i i see i see there are parents that come out and i do see that that okay it you know we'll get through this you see that hey oh yeah. you do you yeah. see it in their eyes and their in and the smiles that you get and it's just you know to see a parent smile i mean i love seeing the kids smile but when you see a parent smile and you know I know that look because I've had that look in my eyes. So when I see their smile, I know what it means. And you know, or if they say thanks or thank you, they don't have to add more words because I know they appreciate it so much and it's helping them out so much.
1: Wow, wow, that's that's incredible. (laughs) What a a powerful feeling that must be. It is, yeah,
0: Yeah, like um, I said, I don't know how long I've been here, if it's eight or seven or nine years. Because we just keep coming back. Um, I believe this year we have all returning staff except for one. They just, my coordinators, they just want to keep coming back. They love these kids, they know their stories, they, they miss the kids, they talk about it. We have a group chat and we talk about the kids during the, the, the year. And if we don't see our regulars at a certain park, we're upset, we're sad because we don't know where they are. And, you know, they would come every day for an entire summer, and then all of a sudden they're gone. And, and they're like, hey, have you seen Cash? Have you seen Katie? Have you seen them? Like, do you, are they at your parks? Are, are they around? And, and, we, and we look for them, and we watch for them. And we want to see them again, but we don't.
2: <laughs>
0: we don't, because we hope that they're in a, a, a place where they don't need to rely on the, the food, the summer snack programs. but.
1: Um, have you had instances, Candice, where you um, you've you've helped kids out, um, and then, like years later, they do come back and say hello to you, and, and things have become better for them? Has that happened?
0: Unfortunately, not yet. Um, I do have. Well, it's a family, but Callie is is the oldest, and she's going into grade nine this year. So I met Callie when she was in grade one. The very first year I came to this park. And within a couple of days, there was an instant bond between us. Within a couple of days, she was calling me mom. Her brother was calling me mom. And I, she still comes back. She was actually bringing this year, or this past summer, she was bringing her uh, cousins. Her young little cousins, she was in charge of them. And she brought them here. She knew I was going to be here. She knew I would, you know... Here's a lunch, here's snacks, what do you need? And she knew I was gonna be here. Uh, when I go out for a walk, I've seen her. I've seen her one day when she was having a really bad day. She was getting bullied by some other kids. She she saw me and she screamed, Mom, as loud as she could. And of course, as a mom, I turn and look and I and it's Callie and she came running up to me and she's like, Hey, can you like some kids are picking on me, can you walk me home? I said, Yep, let's go and walked her home, and her mom gave me a smile and a thank you, and, you know, Callie comes up to me all the time, and I know she'll be back this summer, whether it's for herself, for her niece, her nephews, or her cousins, she she just knows I'm going to be here. I
1: I feel like I feel like you could almost write a, a book of all the relationships that you have. Do you ever sort of stand back and, and take stock of like all, all these meaningful relationships you've formed over the over however many years it's been?
0: Um yeah I do. Um I do and then I don't I try not to think about it too much because I think of the kids I haven't seen. And those are the ones that really break my heart, the ones that come back year after year it's because they know i'm going to be here they know that they get to see me we get to hang out we get to eat it's the kids that i don't see anymore those are the ones that break my heart because unfortunately i'm a i I like to call myself a realist and i know that they're not in a better place they're just maybe in a place that isn't helping them out and providing the things that they need so it does break my heart when i start really thinking about the kids but I I do love my kids. <laughs>
1: um I I've spoken this season with with some um uh some I would say I guess like social workers, care workers who um have to see some some challenging things and I I often ask them how are you able to sort of leave your work at work and still like, you know, have, you know, some, you know, mental health um, you know, healthy practices at home. Um is is it hard to is it hard to, like, when you leave the park, can, do you still bring it with you at home? Or can you, um, how do you separate that?
0: I, I, sometimes I bring it home, but I try to bring it home in a positive way. Um, um, in the terms that I, I'm very grateful for what I have. And, you know, I, I have my kids. My kids are with me all the time there's always a meal on the table we may fight sometimes but you know ten minutes later I love you I'm sorry and I get that and and I can provide for them now so I that's when I do get down because of the stories I hear I try to think of that in those terms like okay we're we're okay we're doing okay we're not rich but we're okay and I always try to teach my kids that you know it's a cliche money can't buy you happiness but I really tried to teach them that and even to this day they're pretty good about you know I'm like sorry I can't buy you the latest pair of Air Jordans that you want and they're like you know what it's fine like my pair from last year is fine or two years ago it's fine like I still fit them and and they're pretty awesome kids like I can't take all all the credit for them but um, they I, I like to think that they have learned some of these life lessons from the stories that I brought home from the parks you know like teaching them like you know there are kids that have it way worse than you and you may not even know it it might be the kid next door and you don't even know it because so many people hide the, 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 the negatives from you know, especially when they become teenagers, they hide that negatives from their friends and they don't want their parent, you know, their friends to know they're, they're broke and stuff like that. But my kids have just kind of embraced it and they're like, we're poor and it's fine and, you know, we'll get through it and, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, gratitude sure is a powerful thing, isn't it? Is. it?
0: Yeah. It's an amazing thing. And, you know, the thanks I get from the kids or the hugs or the cards and it, those those just mean the world to me. We have we have files and folders of all the projects that the kids have made for us, all the thank you cards. And every year when I go back and start up, I look through those file folders and it's just a huge reminder of why I keep going back.
1: That's great that you keep
0: all that. <laughs> oh, <yeah>.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for walking back. Um, so I wanted to ask you about this summer because we are in very – different times um, right now and so I, I was curious um, whether the program was was going to run the summer with everything happening especially with with school being in a sort of a different place but everything's still a go for the summer right?
0: As far as I know as of right now it is a go um, I'm not sure how the program's going to look this year you know normally we come out to the parks and we set up a table you know we have that social interaction with the kids and make them a sandwich and stuff and we get to hang out um i believe this year we're going to be making bagged lunches now i I can't say 100 percent for sure because nothing is set in stone yet we're kind of playing it by ear and seeing how reopening stuff and stuff like that goes but the social distancing obviously isn't going to end so i'm probably not going to get many hugs this summer (laughs) which i'm kind of sad about but um you know doing the deliveries doing drop-offs I'll still get to see their faces and know that we're helping out we're making that difference and you know hopefully by next next summer things will be back to normal and we can get back to the hugs
1: (laughs) um but in the meantime you you for the last few months you've been doing something really really neat that I, I quickly wanted to ask you about can you can you explain what you've been doing at Mount Royal
0: Okay, so at Mount Royal, during the school year, I'm actually a nutrition coordinator. So they have pulled the nutrition coordinators and nutrition, uh, sorry, what's the word I'm looking for? Kitchen, I don't know, cafeteria staff. Okay. Um, they pulled the, us in, and we go in, well, I go in Monday to Friday. I work three, days, or three hours a day, and we are making hot meals for um, people who need it. Um, it's through... Uh, white buffalo and sastoon tribal council as part of it and they asked the school board to get on board because white buffalo couldn't keep up with the need so we have such a big kitchen at mount royal that it's it's awesome we make i think on friday we made around 600 hot meals 600 <laughs> <laughs> 600 and there's a waiting list unfortunately yeah
1: wow what has what that experience been like for you
0: um, well, it's, it's been a huge, quick learning curve. And we've all kind of like had to learn a whole bunch of new things that we maybe didn't do before. But it's been awesome. All the staff's really positive And, you know, we, we try and push out as much food as we can. And 600 sounds like a lot. But there are days when I'm working the skillet. And we have, you know, enough, enough leftovers that we can probably do another 200 if we had to. It's just, um, apparently I cook for an army all the time. <laughs> 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 but yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. And you, I got to meet some new ladies and, and I, yeah, it's just been really awesome. That's really great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, before I let you go, cause you've been really generous with your, with your time this morning. Um, you your daughter has been working with you in the program right what what has that been like for you
0: oh well it has its ups and downs working with a teenage girl (laughs) Um, I'm not gonna lie Uh, but she was the one who approached me actually when she was 14 she said mom when can I come work for summer snack and I hesitated and I was like, I don't want to give you an answer until I know why you want to work. Do you just want to work there because mom works there and it's an easy way to get a job or why? And she's like, she said straight out, she's like, no, mom, they helped me out. And I want to help out another kid. Like, I want to give back to the community. Like I said, we've lived here since we've been in Saskatoon on the west side. And she said, I want to give back to my community. They helped, those girls helped me out so much and they made me feel so much better. I want to make another kid feel better so it was a really proud moment and i said okay well when you're 16 we'll i'll talk to my bosses and see what we can get and she started when she was 16 and she worked three three summers with me uh mornings are a little difficult she's not a morning person but uh, <laughs> um you know by nine ten o'clock she's back to her normal happy self and she she has a she has a huge heart and to see her with the kids you know it's it makes me really proud as a mom because she 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 loves them she says she never wants to have kids but when i see how she interacts with children i know she she, she would excel at it if she decides that but she's she's amazing unfortunately i don't believe she's coming back this summer she's uh, just finishing up her first year of co- or her college degree and she wants to pursue that and so I'm, I'm proud of her that way. And I know she's going to miss the kids, but she can always just walk down the street and come hang out at the pool with me on when I show up. But it's, yeah. yeah.
1: What, what is she taking?
0: She is a legal administrative assistant. Okay. Yeah. So okay. she's she's pretty excited about that. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, last question for you. Um, if if there are people in... in you know we we started our started our conversation talking about just like not enough people know about this program and if it wasn't for my friend Haley, who saw you speak at an event uh, before christmas i i wouldn't have known about this so um what 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 do you want people to to know about the summer snack program and and maybe get them interested in in it and and help in whatever way they
0: can um it's a big question that is a big question (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, so if you want to learn more, you can go to the Saskatoon District Labour Council website. Um, they have a write-up on there. There's, um, actually also on United Way, if you look up Summer Snack, there's a, a short video on there as well that kind of gives you a little, a little piece to the puzzle. Um, or you can contact summer snack program at gmail.com and that will get you in touch with me this year because I'm the lead coordinator but um, basically we I don't know about this year but we've always um, we open it up to volunteers if you want to come out and volunteer I don't know how this summer's going to work due to capacity doing the jobs and stuff but we're always looking for volunteers, we're always looking for donations, it costs a lot of money to run this program. We do have some generous, generous people who donate money, but it does cost a lot of money and because every year numbers go up, you can imagine the amount it costs to feed, you know, 150 kids every day, it's, it's a big amount. Um, talk, to, talk to schools school most of the schools in the inner city know about this program they will direct you to where the program is going to be uh, what parks were at times that they, they know a lot of the stuff to um yeah, no. <laughs> I think I think that's
1: great. I think you got lots of things covered. Okay. Um, I, I wish you luck this summer. You you mentioned that your daughter has a really big heart, but I can definitely see where she gets it from. Um, so thank you for taking the time and and best of luck. And thanks for sharing your story too, because I know, um, yeah, it sometimes it's not easy, but I I sure appreciate it. And I think um, you made a really good point about how stories can really like drive home points and drive home connections and um you're obviously a really good storyteller so thank you
0: thank you i had a great time
1: <laughs> this has been episode 11 season 2 of YXE underground my name is eric anderson i host produce and edit this local independent podcast a big thanks to candace gabriel for spending a saturday morning with me to appear on the podcast candace i hope you have a wonderful summer Please subscribe to YXE Underground on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. You can also stream episodes on Spotify or the website yxeunderground.com. And that's where you'll see some lovely photos of Candice taken by Saskatoon photographer Rana Andres. You can also see photos on the YXE Underground Facebook page, Instagram account, and Twitter account. Thank you, Rana, for taking such lovely photos. I also want to take this time to thank my friend, Janelle Wallace, who has been with the podcast since the very first episode. In fact, even a year before the podcast started, we met for beers at the Yard and Flagon, and I pitched her this idea, and she's like, I want to be a part of it. So Janelle has been with the podcast since before day one. She moved to Edmonton last month, along with her lovely wife, Allie, and their dog and their cat. And I just want to thank Janelle from the bottom of my heart for everything she has done for me in the podcast. Her, her photos gave this podcast instant credibility online, and she was so much fun to work with. Uh, whether it was a photo shoot with local cancer survivors or surviving a massive prairie storm out at Farm 140 last summer, for capturing the empty streets of Saskatoon in the midst of a, of a pandemic. Janelle's keen eye and ability, ability to connect with people brought so much to the podcast. Janelle, I am going to miss you, and I wish you and Allie all the best in your Edmonton adventures, but I do hope that uh, when it's safe, you're able to come back to Saskatoon for a visit. Thank you to my cousin, Andrew Dixon, for the great original music in the podcast. Andrew, I hope you're staying safe down in Los Angeles. And to Saskatoon's Danger Dynamite for keeping the website looking so darn good. This is the last episode of Season 2, and I'll be taking a break. In July and August, I'm gonna gather a whole bunch of interviews for season three. I'm so excited that there's gonna be a season three. It's gonna launch in September, September 10th to be exact, if you wanna circle that on your calendars or put that into your iPhone calendars or whatever. Uh, I just wanna thank a few people who helped me this year. Bear with me. I have to flip the pages it's windy okay here we go so i just want to quickly thank uh, stephanie massacott and the entire ctv saskatoon morning live team for having me on the show this year to talk about the podcast i am not a tv guy as all of my journalism professors can attest to but i had so much fun on your show talking about each episode so thank you for making me feel so comfortable uh, thank you to Shauna Powers and Peter Mills at CBC Radio Saskatchewan Weekend uh, for playing clips on your radio show. I really do appreciate it, and it's it's always fun to be on CBC Radio. Thank you to my dear friend. Blair, both Miller and her husband for sponsoring several episodes this year and believing in the podcast to the point that um, Blair, you gave me money to help build the, the, the podcast in ways that I, I didn't think were possible. So uh, to Blair and Brad, thank you so much. I hope you're getting sleep since the arrival of your new baby boy, Max. A special thank you to everyone who has purchased a podcast t-shirt in the last few months. We have raised nearly $1,000 through t-shirt sales for the Saskatoon Food Bank. I am so proud of that. And uh, yeah, just a big thank you to everybody who bought a t-shirt. And a big thank you to all of the guests who appeared on the podcast this season. It's not easy opening up and sharing so much you know, of, of yourself into a microphone. But all of you did such an incredible job. I feel very, very lucky to have met all of you. And I sure have learned a lot from each and every guest uh, I've spoken with this year. So to all the guests, thank you. And finally, thank you to you for listening to the podcast, for telling your friends about it, um, for sharing it. You know, when I started this two years ago, I had no idea if anyone would even care about this podcast, let alone listen and subscribe. but, But you have, and I'm really, really grateful for that support. So thank you. Uh, like I said, I'll be spending this summer uh, you know, gathering interviews and the podcast Season 3 will launch on September 10th. If you think there's someone who deserves to be on the show, please let me know. Send an email to ericandersonyxc at gmail.com. That's what Haley Burnett did a few months ago when she sent me a text. And uh, uh, Haley's a friend of mine and she said, Eric, you need to have Candice Capriol on your podcast and yeah. Haley, you were right, so please send me an email, EricAndersonYXC@gmail.com, at, at gmail.com. And who knows, maybe I'll drop a bonus episode or two uh, in the dog days of summer in the next few months. I hope all of you have a safe and wonderful summer uh, wherever you are. And uh, before I go, I would like to acknowledge that uh, these interviews were done on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. Okay, that's a lot of talking. Waxy Underground is a production of the Salt Hammer Production Company. My name is Eric Anderson, and we'll talk to you in a few months, Saskatoon.